0: all right welcome back to another episode of lost in the deep end i'm here with matt bressler my co-host matt what is up what's up um this is our first episode in a little while me and you uh i did episodes with some guests uh i had my buddy adam over and we talked about psychedelics on uh to infinity and beyond And I had the first episode of Sunk In Deep with my uh, MMA coach and owner of Method, Eddie Abney. But now I'm back with you. And I just think I really liked the episode where we didn't have like a distinctly strong game plan. And I kind of liked just riffing around and and just talking about whatever. That was was pretty fun to do. And I liked the way that sounded. And as I have more specific episodes, I think it'd be cool... Maybe not to, even if we just talk about a specific topic, not to make like the episode need to be in a certain direction. I mean, the way we kind of talk anyway is it inevitably becomes about something. Something. Right. So, you know, I liked, it gave me inspiration to say, all right, let's do an episode about relationships. Let's do an episode Mm -hmm. about whatever. And we kind of did that on Dizzy Street Talk. Um, the last podcast I did, uh, Steve and I did that. But to be honest, I think just kind of free form. That's what most podcasts are. I guess like yeah. this would be our more baseline, not necessarily comedy, but more just free talk. And I like that. I like listening to that as a as like a production m- mentality. You might think that that is like not good podcasting but then you realize you lo- like i don't know about you but m- a lot of my favorite podcasts and i've talked about this on here but i listen to a lot of podcasts i'm shocked how like it's not really about anything and i still love it yeah um i don't do you listen? like i know I, we talk about some but did you really listen to anything i honestly don't listen to like any podcast i have listened to some
1: podcasts before but i not really big into podcasts honestly
0: yeah it's t- it's tough if you don't like if you can't do it at work yeah um, exactly it, it makes it kind of a challenge, but I'll tell you, I got something uh interesting, and it circles back I said when we did that episode on on girls and dating, mm-hmm. I would circle back if mm-hmm. uh you know, I had a couple thoughts on that um as well, and it was so there's a there's a girl that. Um, I'm, I definitely can tell I'm into them. You know, it's one thing to recognize a girl is hot. It's one thing to recognize they're cool, but it's another when you think about them a lot. Right, right. You anticipate so much and mm. you just can't help but, you know, get in your own head about it when you're driving, when you're <laughs> yeah, at work. Yeah, you yeah. consider them like not an unhealthy amount, but it's like, dang, you can't believe how you go from not thinking about a, a girl specifically for like, for me, for like a year. Where if I'm, you know, talking to a girl, I'm only thinking about them so much to like, wow, you, I'm really thinking about you a lot. Right, right. That's always a sign for me that they're worth, I definitely should find a way to pursue that person. Mm -hmm. But here's what I figured out about it that's cool. Is that I had this realization, which I kind of remembered from, you know, previous times asking girls out or whatnot. Even if it doesn't work out or even if they're not into you and you never go on a date it's so nice to just take the weight of you thinking of it and just like putting it on them. Like, like you lay it out there, you give some sort of a, whatever you ask them out to something, you invite them to go somewhere. And then if they, even if they like politely decline, that's probably the worst case scenario, right? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So like, but then you're not thinking about it anymore. And you did it. Yeah. And the second you ask them now, you're just anticipating really two options they're going to say yes or they're going to say no to some extent. <laughs> yeah, a lot of yeah. things fall under those two categories. So like the infinite possibilities of trying to figure out what to say, how to go about it. Well, anyway, I, I will say that I knew that I found this chick attractive and liked her way. But part of that was because I was impressed by her abilities as like, you know, I, I took her yoga class a few times. And she is a massage therapist. Did I tell you about going to get a massage? I don't think so. So I, I knew that she did massage and I liked her yoga classes a lot. Mm-hmm. So I decided to hit her up and get a massage. And that sounds like a kind of a pervy thing to do when you're into somebody, but I take that shit pretty seriously. You know, I, I do this. I, I, treat my body and, and like recovery and trying to figure out issues on it about as seriously as anything. And I figured I would give her a whirl because I, I liked her nature and I, I figured she would be a good person to go to. So it wasn't really with the intention of, of, of and I didn't know her then. Right. So like after our, after having a comp- 90 minute massage and talking, I'm like, Oh, okay. This chick's pretty cool. Cause you never know yoga types. Yeah. They seem, they seem awesome. I've had bad luck with like really trying to talk with like yoga heavy girls. You know, it's like you just start to realize uh, it doesn't matter. Everyone's got their issues <laughs> yeah, and yeah. has their uh, fronts and projections, and uh, a lot of yogi people. I've had I've had tough time. Um, plus, I, I live on planet Earth, despite all of the things <laughs> I do and whatever. I'm very much grounded in my reality. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, I was like, after the massage, I was thinking about it. I'm like, damn dude, like I'm really thinking about this chick a lot. It was after the fact in the massage. I was not remotely thinking about that kind of stuff, man. I I really wasn't. But afterwards I'm like, oh my God, I'm thinking about this girl a lot. And, uh, you know, there was like a couple things where she hit me up the one day to, um, she needed to reschedule, go earlier. Cause we, we had one set up actually it's tomorrow. Um, so I'm going back tomorrow, which is, a, you know, it's fun to talk about now because who knows what will happen by the next time we talk. But I, um, I took her, I went to her yoga class a few days after the massage too. So that was like a, okay, I'm going to pop into this. This is like a little bit less professional of a setting, right. even though it still is like, I'm just taking your yoga class. I'm not paying you for a one-on-one massage where we're in a room together. Like I definitely don't want to be remotely flirty or weird Mm -hmm. or anything outside of the massage spectrum while we're there. Right. That's a no go. That's just horribly bad. That's, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. For me, I don't like putting people in weird situations and that's potential for weird. Definitely. Yeah. (laughs) So I took her yoga class and it was awesome. I had a good time. Um, it's nice too when you're trying to impress somebody you like brings out the best in you. So I'm like doing yoga better than ever, you know, I'm like very into just being composed and having good, strong yoga or whatever that means. But you get the idea. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I did. I, uh, I mentioned we, cause I, I hit her up after the, you know, hit her up after the class saying it was, you know, it was a good class. And then we talked a little bit. I could tell she was willing to talk more than just, you know, keeping it completely right. professional. You know, I could tell she was, uh, she had like open-ended messages that like required response, right, kind right. of asking questions. These are the things you can't help but read into. Um, so I decided to tell her. I said, "Hey, you know, there's an open mic that I do on uh Sundays if you're ever." F- or I didn't even say that I do. I just said, but she she heard me mention uh, doing the whole singing guitar thing mm-hmm. uh, during the massage. So, I said that, we, that there's an open mic on Sundays if she's ever free. And she said uh, that her next Sunday or whatever was tied up, but she let me know when she was free. She actually right. is in at, at Colorado at Red Rocks right now. So, oh, I said cool. that was actually not a bad excuse, not a bad reason to miss <laughs> yeah. the open mic, but Red Rocks is only a little bit better than what we do. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. By the way, she was watching her brother play at Red Rocks. Oh what? You, yeah, you see if you know this band. So her her brothers, two of her brothers are in a band. I didn't know this. Ballyhoo. Oh yeah yeah yeah, I know you, them. You know I Ballyhoo? Mean, I know, yeah, yeah I know of them. Yeah, they're kind of like a um Sublimey, Dirty yeah, like, Heads or well, I don't know, maybe yeah, not Dirty yeah. Heads, whatever. Uh, maybe thinking of the wrong band, but like pop punk, uh, like reggae reg- kind of yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So um. Long story short, with uh, all that, uh, I'm more than likely she'll be coming out to the open mic. It's always fun when I have someone come. You know, it's like a, yeah, it's an yeah, interesting yeah. thing to bring, invite somebody out to that. The times that it's happened, mm-hmm. but this is a funny thing too. I told my dad about it, and I not like too much, but I was just like, you know, every once in a while, I don't ask my dad very often on advice from girls. He is right. good with it, but I just I don't like him he don't need to know the running things because then he's going to be curious and then he's going to want updates or whatever (laughs) and i'm just like i don't know if i want to get him in on it but when it's somebody that i really am trying to consider i will ask him about it and his biggest thing was you know what he said he goes uh "Eh?" he said oh you invited her to the open mic i was like yeah and he goes hmm you ever consider inviting a girl to go see you do jujitsu or something? I don't know. She'll be fine. I t- <laughs> yeah, that's classic. That's classic. My dad, like, you know, um, not, not saying anything forwardly directly, like mean or whatever, but it's like honest. It's just such yeah. an honest, like funny way about it. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. It, uh, and, yeah, so so I guess that's enough talking about that. We don't need to spend a whole episode just talking about, <laughs> about uh, that situation, but we'll see what happens. This is a funny little aside, too. This is how I knew that I thought this chick was really cool because this has never happened to me. This sounds terrible. Uh, hopefully she doesn't hear this, at least not anytime soon, but I don't think she has any means to find it, but you never know. <laughs> I realized, and it's not something that's always been the case, probably who knows girls, you never know. I noticed in the yoga class that she did. I mean, it wasn't an obnoxious amount, but she had armpit hair and that is something I never have been. It's always been like a deal breaker in my head. Interesting. Yeah. 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 Is that weird for you? Yeah, it is kind of. It definitely is weird. It's definitely weird. Right. But I had this thought. I was like, oh my God, I don't even mind at all that she has armpit hair. Hmm. The, typically, this would bother me. Typically, this would be like no, or I would just assume they're. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't know what you know. It it almost sometimes it seems like a projected liberation when people are that way. You know what I mean? Right. It's like I'm free and liberated to be who I am. But it's also like an image that you're trying to be seen as very strongly sometimes. But right, right, right. And it's just a little gross. You know, yeah. it's just, I mean, it's fucking armpit hair. You're not used to that. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. But, and it's funny because there was another girl, also a yoga type girl that uh I'm friends with that we've never really broken any sort of like remotely flirty. I, I you can tell there's something there. If you were to take it in that direction, it probably would play out to some extent, but she, and it's dude, it's mild. So this is funny. She has a little bit of leg hair. It's very mild. It's like 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 bleach blonde, little right. like fuzz, like not very long. Like she's not a very hairy person. And I saw her recently, and that triggered me in like an unattractive way, even though that is what I would think to be less attractive than armpit hair. Yeah. So it was like it was a good sign. I'm like, okay. And and again, there was actually somebody else hit me up on like the string, this girl that I used to think was real hot and and cool and and whatnot. She hit me up uh, out of the blue because I saw her at a, at a gym and you know, she messaged me clearly, you know, Mm -hmm. at least trying to talk. And it was funny because typically, or I would imagine that would have been like a huge thing and on my mind, but it wasn't because this other person was so. We'll see how that pans out, but uh that's something I'll I'll keep a little running update on. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah, have have you ever um been attracted to somebody with armpit hair? I never have. No, yeah. I yeah. You don't see it that often. No, it's not that often. You yeah. go to yoga classes, you'll see it more. <laughs> yeah, I don't really do yoga, so maybe <laughs> festival type people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe in like the hipstery scene, mm-hmm. like Hamden Baltimore. <laughs> It would be funny to see a map broke, broken down geographically um, by w- whether or not women shave their armpit hair. Like what percentage of, of women have armpit hair. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's one of those things too where I think stuff like that, y- you get used to it and it doesn't, doesn't even mean a thing. Right. It's, uh, it's not really meaningful, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you think of stuff like that, there's some things feel like deal breakers. Here's one. I knew a girl who had she was in a car accident. I mean, it's sad to talk about, but um she had she was in a bad car accident and like had a prosthetic leg oh, from maybe did. like mid-thigh down. And, you know, I mean you can't sometimes you can't help. She's an attractive girl. Right. You can't help but be like, is would this be a deal breaker for me? Like, would I be and right. it would definitely take a very special person, I think, for me to consider wanting to date them if they had, that sounds bad, but I mean, but if they had a prosthetic leg, I think I would, honestly, I think if they were in my regular environment and I saw them regularly and talked to them regularly, I would probably grow an attraction for them right. if, if I was attracted to them and liked them. Um, but initially that seems like a little, not a deal breaker, but you wonder like, I, I guess they can get around all right. Wheelchair would be tough. Yeah,
1: wheelchair would de- would be way harder because usually people with prosthetics can, uh, yeah, like almost be nor- like pretty normal.
0: Yeah, if it was just the image of that, it wouldn't bother me, right? Um, you also, this sounds terrible, but I wonder. Like, sometimes I just wonder, and and there are a lot of things that people carry that are not this. That I, I've I've dated people who have things that make them necessarily insecure or whatever or, or inner turmoil right but you gotta wonder what it's like to be a girl who goes from being i mean a straight up 10 um to having something like that where yeah that's true That's got to they got a, a you know a prosthetic leg of sorts like that that has to be that has to trigger some sort of um depressive nature right right that's yeah gotta be hard on you <laughs> yeah so you played uh, a gig yeah we played on you've Friday. played a few gigs since we've been on uh, here yeah since we've been on here things yeah, are yeah. picking back up have you noticed uh, a difference with maybe crowds over the past couple months seems like things are getting a little back to normal or yeah, what do you definitely. think
1: definitely over the past month especially it seems like things are getting back to normal people are coming out um and then yeah hopefully this summer it'll be even more once now that they've like lifted mask mandates kind of and hopefully people just start coming out and friday were they wearing masks uh, i don't think no nobody had to wear a mask we were all outside anyway too oh, so that's cool. also another thing but yeah i decided to play some outside shows too but yeah
0: outside shows work when you're a cover band
1: yeah, definitely. Especially like summer, especially places that have like cool like water or anything like that. It's always like a fun, fun time to play outside.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, it's not that it doesn't work for original acts. I would imagine it's probably cooler for an original act to be in like a closed venue.
1: Yeah, yeah. Original acts usually pull smaller crowds too. So it's better to be in a kind of like a smaller yeah. space. An outside space with like a lot of people all drinking and having fun. That's like cover band like. That's like the... Perfect the Yeah,
0: It doesn't distract you as a performer for them to be kind of doing a lot of different things in the audience when it's like an outdoor show too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are doing everything. I did a comedy show at the Inner Harbor one time mm-hmm. um, outside the Hard Rock Cafe. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've played outside, like outside on the Hard Rock. The, right. the patio thing, yeah. Dude, it was... Uh, it was difficult. It wasn't a terrible show, but it's like people have such a hard. It was in the middle of the day oh yeah outdoor show and people are only so there to pay attention to your jokes yeah comedy
1: kind of requires some kind of attention being paid if there's if like there's no crowd response then
0: it's like exactly you and if you're telling longer jokes you have to be there kind of from beginning to end right be be focused for a decent amount of time or whatever some jokes are three five minutes like a lot of people have five minute long bits you, you have to pay attention. That is such a bitch when it comes to comedy. Yeah, that's true. Music is so nice that as long as you're like mentally tough and just keep trucking through, it, it doesn't really matter what the audience is doing. Plus, they don't have to pay
1: attention to clap at the end of a song. They could be like not right. even listening, but they know the song ends and then they clap. Like, it's... A- different you can't
0: really do that in comedy it's a synergy too like you you still a lot of people are still able to kind of pay attention to the music while they're talking yeah yeah yeah. you know you play music in the car and you have conversations it's not like you didn't hear the music it's not required
1: to like really focus on the music to hear like to to, you can focus for a couple seconds then go back to like a conversation you don't have to you don't have to listen to the whole song really even
0: yeah exactly so um that that's different uh as far as the, the cover thing, yeah, it's probably interesting. So when you play original shows, you don't have many people who really know the music, right? Right, exactly. I mean, yeah. But with cover shows, you probably get some energy sometimes where it's yeah. like everybody's Just feeling singing it. singing along, yeah, jumping up and dancing. They hear the song they love. It's yeah, music cuz yeah. i came out and saw you play one time at the tower right. and people were really into it that was like there was an energy and i could only imagine like that was just a normal night at the tower i can yeah. imagine sometimes if you played your loonies or you do whatever yeah. honestly the tower has is one of
1: the best places we play there's always like a good crowd and o- always people into it and like yeah good fun people are always yeah. there
0: that is a di- the open mic we go to is such a diamond in the rough oh, as yeah, far man. as I know there's other ones around that are that are good and whatnot, but that venue and the atmosphere, mm-hmm. the especially for being in kind of an normy kind of uptighty, yeah. Bel Air is not exactly the coolest place, <laughs> yeah. you know. Um, man, the tower is so much fun. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is such a fun uh, show to play. It's a great place
1: to play. Yeah, I like playing open mic, like playing shows there. It's all always fun there.
0: Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think what else I, I know. I don't want to, we can't go too long because we want to practice. We're actually going to the open mic like after this. Yeah. So that'll be cool. Um, yeah, I, I have had some thoughts about, this will be cool to share. It's funny when you don't play your instrument for a week or two, much maybe play once a week or something right, for a right. couple of weeks and you pick it back up and you feel better. Mm -hmm. And you're like, what did I do to get better in that time? Whereas sometimes you're playing every day and you sound the same. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's just like you allow things that you've been forcefully juggling in your short-term memory to go to your long-term memory or whatever. I constantly think about the art of learning. What, What makes you learn? What makes you better at something? I mean, somewhere there's somebody out there that has a sensitivity to feeling and a sensitive and yeah. a certain mindful sensitivity where it doesn't take that much for them to sound good at playing guitar and singing. Right. Right. To play a few basic chords. I mean, I say not much. They, they probably had to put in a year's worth of practice at some point or like at least like a heavy six months of practice to like set for, for the average person who has a natural sort of feel for it. Right. But once they have that, Or really, whatever it is, they definitely start with something that I think some people spend their whole lives trying to find and achieve. And sometimes it's in the gaps and the spaces between playing that I feel like I bridge that gap more. Right. But I mean, then again, you can't just not practice. Yeah, it's interesting.
1: There are a lot of times where I practice like a technique really hard and then I like take a, a week or two weeks or even longer off and then I come back to it and I notice I'm way better at it. Than when I left off and that I've thought the same thing, like how did I get better by not practicing that? Yeah.
0: Um, something that's really fascinating. Uh, problem. I mean, at least in my mind, especially if I was to tell myself this when I was newer is that I, this whole stretch of me, um, because I've, I've won 20 something matches in a row now in jujitsu. That's, that's a hell of a streak. Like if that was Mm. MMA fighting, you would be, I mean, not considered one of the best, but I mean, even in like mid-tier MMA promotions or like lower tier, if you ring, if you rattle off twenty something wins in a row, that's a that's that's a a, it's pretty pretty big deal. Um, Not that it's completely unheard of, you know. And at the highest level, it's harder and harder to do. But I mean, I'm I'm predominantly competing against purple, brown, and black belts, and Mm -hmm. the highest level at these tournaments and uh, whatnot. So it's definitely good. I have not done any, what you call drilling since, uh, I was doing it regularly up until maybe, maybe like November it trailed off with this one guy. We were comp- preparing for a tournament. So we were, we were drilling a couple times a week together in the afternoons mm-hmm. and like during like uh lockdown and stuff. Um, and like COVID, when I started training again, I was, I was drilling a good bit, but what I mean by that is like drilling moves, right? Right, right, right. So a lot of people, they like they they really stick to the notion of of drilling, mm-hmm. and and they'll if they're gonna do a move, they're gonna drill it a thousand times, and you constantly hear that you need to you need to drill it not till you can't get it wrong, but until you. Right. Uh, I mean, you can't. Don't drill it till you get it right. Get it to drill it till you could never do it wrong, and yeah, drill it to. People that in music too. <laughs> yeah, you just need to drill everything. Drill everything into your head. Um, but in music, you probably recognize this. That that, I mean, do you imagine these these great rock guitarists? Do you imagine them not wasting their time? But but they they're, they're a, tra- a lot of like rock. Not all all the people, but you can definitely imagine the types that. Between singing and guitar, you could imagine the personalities who just don't have the attention or willingness to do something they don't like or Mm -hmm. are bored by or uninterested in. And there's definitely people out there who are like, once they know notes that work, they're like, I don't want to just do. Maybe they warm up with a scale. Right. But they probably don't want to drill the same way that someone might tell you you have to do in order to be good. Definitely. You know, I would love to know what percentage of of your favorite singers ever ever sang scales over top of a piano. Right,
1: right. Or ever did any kind of like voice kind of tr- like traditional training or anything. <laughs> right.
0: They've they've definitely picked up so they learn I think what you need to to have a good idea of and it's something that it carries these, these concepts carry over to like everything. Like you need a sense of sort of balance and understanding in, in what you're doing. So like, you know, tension is always going to be a thing. You can get good sounding tense, but I think you need to be aware of certain dynamics to dial in on. Like dynamics right. seem like the most important thing for me and like general awareness. Like, of course you need to know that you need to be on time and keep a consistent beat Mm -hmm. now some people i think their problem is they don't focus on these pieces so they think getting better is getting faster getting better is learning more complicated stuff getting better is repeating something until you have muscle memory but they've never taken the time to focus on the things that everybody has to do right right that's a good point if you don't have a sense of time you're not going to be able to play music with people yeah no yeah yeah period Um, if you're extremely tense and forcing things, it's going to trigger that awareness in the audience Mm -hmm. might work for certain styles of music, but I'd imagine it's good to have a baseline of very little tension and, and imbalances and just, just kind of a forced sound. That's probably a little, um, it's not literally going to be dissonance, but what is it going to, it's going to invoke some sort of like uncomfortable reaction. Sometimes if you're uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah, then people feed off that at least, you know, at least a percentage of people are going to immediately feed off of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, then I think like being an open, fun performer, not that you need to be fun, but you kind of want to be yourself. That's a, performing is something that, that people don't think about very much. Oh, so, so true. Yeah, so many good people are just not the most entertaining performers. So, right. what are a lot of professional musicians judged by how they perform? Yeah,
1: yeah. There's just a lot of a lot of singers I think don't even think about, or like a lot of people, not just any people in yeah. bands, don't even think about how important just perform the performing aspect is, the entertainment aspect, like aside from the like the music, just the actual performance and the energy of that performance can make like an average band is so much better.
0: A hundred percent, man. And confidence. Oh yeah.
1: Confidence. Yeah.
0: What punk rock band doesn't walk up on stage fucking confident and with the swagger. Yeah, exactly. So I've, I've tried to go down that route a lot because Mm -hmm. all that takes is thinking and putting yourself in that situation over and over again. right. And it it sucks. I mean, but I just only have so much time and can only put so much effort into becoming a technical guitarist Mm -hmm. or even like a technical singer. Although I probably have more time to practice that if if you consider driving in the car or whatever, practicing. But those things, those elements, they can carry you in. They can really carry you in things. Confidence, man. Like what person? I know that people are not confident about certain things or insecure about something. Right. And and that fear, some people drive off like work well with that fear. Mm-hmm. But if you can't flip the switch, like I think what, this is what I think about confidence. It's okay. If you're not confident until the very last second, if you're nervous, if you don't have all that faith, but the second you flip the switch and it's time to do your best, and it's time to perform. That is when confidence is like a huge deal breaker. Yeah. Anticipating whether or not you're gonna be confident, anticipating whether or not you're gonna be able to do what you're supposed to do, that can make you be very nervous. Anticipation yeah. can make you nervous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the moment, I think you can only be so anxious over the moment once it's there. Yeah. Honestly, once the moment comes, I usually forget
1: any anything I was feeling like before about that whole, but I usually am. I will be anxious before like a show or like a something I know is big or like a lot of people will see, but yeah. Once once we once I get out there, it's like just forget about it and I'm just focused on the music and everything.
0: Yeah, I uh, I think about that a lot. Like when over the over the years we've played together, now you probably can feel like we have a more confident like product and energy yeah yeah definitely and at first it was a little more iffy Mm -hmm. uncomfortable (laughs) all that yeah yeah and uh it's not just getting better it definitely is a swagger that people feed off right away there's even just a difference in the walk on stage when you're tuning up when you're just kind of getting ready and that first few notes the first how you begin like that is a very big factor
1: yeah definitely the confidence that is a big factor
0: yeah, I think about that. I, I try to beat people. If you, It's easy to beat people in those sorts of things if you focus on it. And I say beat people like in jujitsu. It's mm-hmm. easy to be the one who's more focused on these ideas than it is always to be the one who's more technical or has the better quote-unquote skills, right? Right, definitely. And if you are everything but being the more like disciplined, uh, skilled guy – and you're the more confident, the more like you pay attention to composure, the breath, the, those other details. If you build enough of those things, you can win via those things. And I think music is a very good example of that.
1: Yeah, you, that's interesting. Definitely. You
0: definitely can win people over off of focusing on those sorts of dynamics than, than the ones that take years and years to master. To be able to play a guitar solo um, like a Joe Satriani, <laughs> yeah, th- that's going to take. I mean, dude, even somebody who's like locked up in prison probably can't do that in a year. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Probably <laughs> playing every day yeah, yeah. all day, y- you would need you would need so much time, and you probably would never be able to be that smooth or that good than these virtuosos. But what makes somebody better than Joe Satriani? Because clearly, we have an ear. To say that he's not the best or if, you know, it doesn't yeah. matter if you know who Joe Satriani is, but you get the idea. Mm-hmm. What makes somebody who's not more technical better than him? And I always look at those things. I'm like, these these, these rock guys, these, these, you know, drug addicted just going out and partying and, and chasing women and doing all this stuff and probably don't have the most disciplined lifestyle. They're not, they're practicing their songs when they practice in the band practice. And some of them probably don't play their instrument much more than band practice. Mm -hmm. And if they're a pro band, hopefully they practice four or five days a week. Or once they go on a tour, then they really probably gel. I think touring together probably makes a band, that first tour, you probably get so much better as a product than... 20 times the amount of that amount of like the time it the time you're playing together on a tour, you could multiply that by 20 and it just be self-practice and it would not be as valuable. Yeah, definitely.
1: There's definitely an experience to going on a tour. And
0: yeah. And I think for me, another edge with both the 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 jujitsu slash MMA side of things and the music side of things is I have studied these things as a fan. Right, so like as a fan, it's hard to really know. Oh, this guy is doing an arpeggio and this, and then he's <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. hitting these triads and wow, look at this, whatever. I only know so much. I know that it sounds impressive. I know that it looks impressive, right? Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, same way somebody looks impressive typing fast on their cell phone. <laughs> you know, it's it's impressive, but um, that's not what I'm connecting to. So I think if you're not a fan, yeah, that is another thing with like
1: the super technical virtuoso kind of guys. uh, Like the average person doesn't really know much of why that's as impressive as it is.
0: Right. Like, dude, you play well enough where if you're playing the best kind of stuff you can play to the average person, it sounds just as technical or more technical than a lot of people who probably are doing things that you could not play. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. Um, (laughs) And it's funny and they might not like that. It, it might just be so far from their scope that they wind up not liking that. And they like the more, you know, feeling based mm-hmm. thing. Anybody can, anybody can, can get feeling. They, they need to just think about it differently and, and be more, have more attu- like tuned in with their senses and their sensibilities. Yeah. It, it's, it's a primal sort of thing you 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 are connecting with your senses taste is probably irrelevant <laughs> you can use your eyes right definitely a lot of it's going to be feeling right mm-hmm. you don't need to worry about your smell you can honestly just analyze things this is the kind of stuff this is like the the secrets that that make me you know good in the way that i am at the things that i do is i'll spend a whole practice or a whole day of rolling or a whole t- time jamming and all i will think about are the way my fingertips feel on the string, on the pick, right. you know, same thing with jujitsu. I'll just focus on the connections, you mm. know, and yeah, I think yeah. about that operating, um, mowers and stuff at it, it, landscaping. I think about the way my hands are on the, the handles and I'll think about the way I'm where the way I'm sitting and the way my feet are, it's little things. And the next thing you know, you're driving smoother. You're, you're better at operating it. You're, you're turning better. It's it's really weird. Uh your senses are huge. Right. So like when people say somebody has good feeling, I think some people think that's something you either have or you don't. But if you really dial in and try to have a sensitivity to the control, especially on like an electric guitar, mm-hmm. the nuance of like little movements and mm-hmm. and being able to just feel, I know that takes time and experience. Um but that's a shortcut. Yeah, I mean... Practicing your feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this mindful approach to focusing on things that a lot of people chalk up as natural abilities. Right,
1: right. You're right. Yeah. If if you're more in tune with like being expressive and feeling, you can not be as good technically and people still love it.
0: Yeah. And it's a lot. It's, I swear there are a lot of things you can improve that people don't realize that you can improve. Oh yeah, definitely. Everybody knows that you can improve your ability to play faster and play more complicated things. Right. Right. But I think they just chalk up feeling as something that might happen over time.
1: Right. Right. They
0: don't focus on it as much. They don't make it the focus a lot of times. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. You know, like, like singing is like that, you know, Mm -hmm. everyone's so focused on maybe singing in pitch, singing high notes and singing low notes that they're not, that they might just say, Oh, over time I'll, I'll be able to do this, this feeling thing and, and, and the way it feels to do this or whatever. But if they just focus on expression and they just focus on, on the way it feels to do it. I mean that right there, I mean, I'm only so good at it, but that is a shortcut. If yeah. you can find that, yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, your breath, man. How many people consciously focus on their breath while they're playing music?
1: Yeah, that's a good. That's I didn't start thinking about that till I started thinking about singing, and then I was like, oh, that's that is something that's. Could you
0: notice too. how much worse it makes your playing when you're tense from singing uncomfortably?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely
0: it makes it hard to to play methodically and play with the same sort of feeling and timing Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. not just juggling it. Anytime you sing something that's a little uncomfortable, it comes out and you're playing.
1: Yeah, definitely has to. It's
0: like body language, you know, it's another thing people um, overlook is, I mean, your body is going to move and act based on the way you're thinking and feeling. That's like a nature of body language. Why right. does it happen, right? You know, why do we move our hands a certain way? Why do our eyes look a certain way? Why, why does our facial expression do what it does? People express things differently, but when you learn somebody, ninety-nine percent of the time, you learn their expressions through their body that show what they're thinking. Yeah, that's and, true. And whatever you're thinking and whatever you're feeling on the inside will come out in an activity. It'll ne- if you're connected to your guitar, it will inevitably be a reflection of that the same way body language is. Right, that's that's like your muse, you know? Right, Your muse comes out of you. Whatever you are inspired by or whatever the way you're inspired to be, the way you're connecting, it's going to transcend you. It's going to like leave the floor and go somewhere, you know, it's, right. it's going to, it's going to come out of you. Jiu-jitsu has really taught me that it's so different. Like I can go out with some, it sucks. You can't just like combine all of your mentalities at once because I can go out there and I can, I can be the most violent person, a most like psychopathic, mean, aggressive person. Right that That will come out, and that will affect the way my i my game is so much stronger than one drill will, right? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I could come out there and I could think to be the most methodical, calm person. I could think to be the most tricky, confusing person, right? I can make them react to me or I can be hyper aware and make and and make the right reactions to them. This is the, this is like the invisible side of it. This is like the beauty of being mindful and conceptual. Right. Then you have people who, because they've never thought that way or have tried to do that or focused on those things, they think, well, I don't think that way. Something that being a trainer, my whole life has taught me, dude, this, this is really huge is that I don't give a shit. If you tell me you're a visual learner or you're an auditory learner, whichever one you're not. I would probably work on that. (laughs) If you have poor spatial awareness, if you have poor, whatever you're not good at, we need to figure that out too. Like I'll make sure we can say it in a way that, that if you need to hear the the things, if you need to see it first, we'll do that to make sure it's safe. But don't tell me the only way you can learn this. Okay. Don't pigeonhole yourself into that. Everybody can learn every fucking which way you've never seen something and, and learned how to do it. That's a good
1: point. And then they tell you that you're like a certain type of learner. And so people just think that
0: they are and they never bother. And then they just cater their whole life to just doing that. Right. But, but honestly, once you understand something, you can see it, Right. right. you can sense it in any way it's presented typically to some extent. Right. You should be able to learn anyway. (laughs) Like once you're good at something, you have those sensibilities. So you might as well start like opening your mind, because if I can figure out that I can learn through watching in one thing, I now will realize that I can do it through anything. Right. 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 It's just like a skill. Exactly. And those learning skills transcend what you're learning. Right. And, and as you, like I said, taking this break two weeks time only playing once or whatever and you get better you know, you wonder if the, the things that you've been getting better at in the meantime, the yoga practice, right. the jujitsu, the, the landscaping, as I'm improving these similar concepts and these similar ideas, do they come out in my playing? Hmm. Am I a more composed, balanced, well-rounded right. player as a result? So on that note, I guess we should prepare and go to our open mic. Yes. But i think these are good things to think about to yeah, see if they kind of come out of us you know maybe tonight we'll we'll just fucking what do they tear the roof down is that it <laughs> blow the roof up what sure do we do yeah, yeah. What, you want to blow it up yeah, yeah we'll let's kill blow it up, yeah. kill some motherfuckers tonight yeah um cool anything anything you want to add is there any uh no you got well, anything good coming up anything um, to look forward to not really i don't think cool That's the life. No (laughs) (laughs) shit. All right. Cool. Thanks for listening.